podcast hosting for the Run With It podcast is provided by Transistor.fm. Welcome to Run With It, the podcast that brings you business ideas from established entrepreneurs. Each episode, you'll hear a new business idea and the exact steps our guests would take to get started. Follow through and you can earn a free mentoring session with today's guest and potentially a business partnership. Here are your hosts, Chris Justin and Ethan Janney. I'm Chris Justin. And I'm Ethan Janney. And on today's podcast, we have Dane Maxwell. Dane is a guy that has failed a lot, and he's here to tell us how you can do the same. He has just released a book called Starting from Zero. Dane, welcome to the show. Hey, man. What's up? Dane, it's great to have you. You've inspired us already in so many ways. Actually, this podcast wouldn't exist, probably, if you didn't put us together in some ways. It definitely would not, because you guys met in the foundation. Exactly. (laughs) It's a strong connection right there. It's a pleasure to have you, Dane. You've taught us so much already. Really excited for the framework and ideas that I'm sure you'll be able to imbue our listeners with. So let's jump right into it. Tell us about a new business idea that you would like our listeners to run with. So I'll give a little 60-second rant, and then I'll see if I can't come up with an idea. I'll navigate my own mind into an idea. I want to start by saying that the idea itself is so inconsequential. And like, if you gave me an idea and Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon, the same idea, he would slaughter me. It's like, same idea, different men, different skills, different visions, different levels of confidence, different levels of courage. I mean, Bezos is like ridiculous. I mean, he's made billions of dollars just from his investments. He invested a million dollars in Google before they were public. That made him a billionaire just alone. You know, he's invested in Google and Twitter and Uber, and he invests in what he understands and he invests in disruption. And back in the day, John D. Rockefeller was the titan of oil. And there were like hundreds of dudes that were really doing oil. But Rockefeller, they're all the same idea. What I hope to show is some semblance that the idea is, let's call it 5% of your success. Let's just say for the hypothetical. But see, Rockefeller, he would buy property close to the railroad stations. Then he'd find ways to buy and own railroad cars. Then he would lease those railroad cars by the mile to people when he wasn't shipping oil. Who's going to compete? Like, no wonder he's... And then like Jeff Bezos is doing the same stuff. He's like letting us lease his servers. Misnomer that the idea is what will do it for you. And... The idea is how you do start to build these skills. So based on... If I can jump in real quick, that's part of the ethos of this podcast. We absolutely believe that. So part of what we are trying to do is demystify the act of building a business. And both of us very strongly believe that it's all about implementation. That's why the majority of this podcast, I know you're going to have some strong action steps that are going to push people out of their comfort zone and and get them in the game, get them working on something. because. We do believe, like you're saying, that the idea is a small percentage of it. They can, uh, once you start acting, then you'll iterate and find something that that works. Yep. Well, it's good that you guys think that because you did go through our training. (laughs) (laughs) It means a training worked. So I've had this idea for a hiring software as a service, how to hire, and basically be the premise of hiring with an intention of harmony. And that means that each person is ideally chosen and ideally fits the role that they're in. And also, the average executive posts a job to get 
an administrative assistant has to filter through like 50 break-in resumes. That's giant painful for them. So a hiring SAS, but it would be done with the intention of harmony. So what we would do is we'd create, basically it'd be a marketing funnel for someone to set up for an employee to go through. So we'd educate business owners. We have to create free content. So first we'd create some free report on how to triple the amount of pleasure that you have in running your business, triple the amount of enjoyment that you have in running your business. And do that by both helping the entrepreneur identify what they're ridiculously good at, helping them see what they suck at, encouraging that it's okay to suck at that, showing them how other people are hiring that out, and basically begin the education process that an entrepreneur's life can be awesome. So that's like a free piece of content. We're not building software yet. And then I'd make a post on my Facebook and I'd say, and or I'd go to monster.com and look at people that are hiring like crazy. And I would try and contact them. And I would ask them, can you tell me about if you have any frustrations with your hiring process? I'm an entrepreneur looking to make this a field easier. Send. Like that's all. One line. You know, those emails really do really, really well. You know, subject line, saw your ad on Monster. I'm curious if you have any frustrations with your current hiring process. I'm an entrepreneur looking to innovate this field. And something like this. One-line emails. And I'm not even happy with that one yet. So subject line is, how's Monster going? Question mark. And I say, saw your job posting on Monster. I'm curious how it's going. And if you have any frustrations with the hiring process. Signed, Dane, P.S. The reason I'm asking is because I'm looking to make the hiring process easier for people. No, I don't like the PS. The PS is I'm an entrepreneur looking for my next big idea. Yeah. I just wanted to point out to the listener that Dean is actually writing an email and he's editing it because of the deep study that he's done with copywriting and the power he knows of words and his ability to use words to get things to happen. So just want to call that out to the listener and, and give a reason behind you know, why are we talking about an email and what is the exact word in the PS? I think I've done it enough that I can picture someone reading it. And if they're lukewarm in their response, then I keep going until I feel like I've been clear. And the next big idea thing, when I said it, I felt this impulse in my gut that I imagine if someone read it was like, oh God, yeah, I have this problem with hiring, please. Here's my idea. Like I imagine someone is giving me an idea. If I say, hey, I'm, I'm entering the hiring space. I'm looking to make the process easier. I'm looking for my next big idea. I bet people are like, blah, oh, I got this problem. Oh, 65 resumes. God, please help me. When you get like a real physical pain, like a visceral pain with someone, they're like, yeah, problem. And so we're looking for that. Hiring is extremely painful. There's a bunch of areas of hiring that are really painful for people. There's probably three big ones, like hiring, placement, firing, whatever it is. I'm not an expert at the hiring field at all. So I'm reaching out to people on Monster, finding out, And then I get these conversations started. They tell me about if they have frustration, they tell me about what their next big idea is. And then after I've got some connection, we've gone back and forth. I've asked them some questions. I say, I've got an idea I'm chewing on. Could I run it by you and see what you think? And they say, yes, because there's enough rapport at this point. And notice I'm like five emails in probably like little short one line back and forth emails before I'm ever trying to pitch my idea, make it about them first, get them talking first, get a connection. So then I say, listen, Hiring the right person means minimum 1,000% return 
on what you spend on that employee. Every dollar you spend on that employee should give you $10 back if you hire correctly. If you hire incorrectly, every dollar you spend will actually cost you money, that employee. So you're looking at the difference between exponentially growing your company or literally cutting yourself off, like cutting yourself off at the knees. And I would need to find data now to go out and figure out how much a good hire could be worth a business, right? So it could be $1 could turn into five, maybe. There's got to be some data on average revenue per good employee. So the, the, the metric would be revenue per employee. So what's the high level revenue per employee? What's the low level revenue per employee? What's a good employee provide as a return on investment? I mean, let me just try and Google that. What does a good employee provide for return on investment? How to evaluate the ROI of an employee, Forbes.com. What is a good ROI for an employee? On average, 1.2% of total working days, three days per year are unearned paid time off. To calculate your cost due to absenteeism, take 1.2% of revenue per employee and add that to one. What is, how do you calculate ROI for employees? A bunch of equations. This is a entire, oh wow. Here's a whole trademark, return on employee investment. R-O-E-I, return on employee investment. And there's a whole like 16-page guide on this. So there's data. Now we're evolving the mission and vision of this business. And it's hiring in harmony so that you can 10x what you spend on employees. 10 times your return on every employee. I just want to make a comment here about the problem as a good direction to go in, right? And of course, we know you start this process, it could go anywhere and you should let it go where it goes. I do have to make some comments about why this seems like a powerful idea. I know several people right now who either have just quit their job or are thinking of quitting their job and they're literally afraid of their employer, what kind of repercussions there are if you quit your job. And, you know, the the employer is going to kind of make them feel like they were abandoned or, you know, betrayal, all of these things. And what I see is a consistent pattern going on is that the employer really doesn't realize that they need to have that hiring harmony, right? They need to have the right employee. And so they actually need to get rid of the employee that doesn't want to be there. And they need to encourage them to go do whatever their own harmony is someplace else. And we mentioned Jeff Bezos, we mentioned Amazon. I think there's a policy that came from Zappos where they would literally pay people to leave. They would train them up. And then at the end of the training, they would say, here's, here's what we do here. Do you, do you like it? If you don't like it, we'll offer you... I think we forgot that. We'll just go ahead and... I think they scaled it up year by year. So they offer you $1,000 after you, can, you know, pay you for the training, offer you $1,000. If you'd like to leave right now, please go ahead and do it. We'll pay you to do that. And then at the end of every year, they open up a window and they say, are you still into this? And if you're not, we'll give you $2,000 after the second year and three after the third. Because it's exactly what you said. There's a lot of data on that and reports of that, that it costs more to have a bad employee or an unaligned employee than to just get rid of them and find somebody that is aligned. How much does it cost to have a bad employee? Bad hires cost $240,000 in expenses related to hiring, compensation, and retention. That's from the undercover recruiter. 74% of companies who admit they've hired the wrong person for a position lost an average of $14,900 for each bad hire. You see Zappos, you're like, oh, they're giving five grand. Well, they're saving a lot of money. The factual. That's so, thank you for mentioning that. 
So hiring in harmony is like the initial idea. And now we're going to say that when you hire in harmony, you can turn every dollar you spend on an employee into 10. Here's how to effectively scale your organization profitably. So now we're onto something like I'm getting pretty excited. I'm like, okay, well, this could be sweet. Is there an industry, just to help me picture this, is there an industry that you've got in mind? I pick three or four or five. And see which one resonates most with uh, your messaging? That's a good question because that's one of my blind spots, actually. I'll go for like 10 different people and then find the one that fits when probably if I spent five, 10 minutes reflecting on it, I could pick the right person right away. But if I was saying, you know, I want to look at someone who is at least a seven-figure company. So if they're making at least a million dollars a year, they're very interested in hiring. If someone's making 50 grand to 100 grand a year, then it's like you're trying to ask a child to grow up into a business that wants to hire, you'll probably be miserable. So I'd say seven-figure companies. And so like what Ethan said, companies need to do this. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't do what they need to do. So that's why we are saying that $1 you put into an employee can turn into 10 for your business. Because that's something that they will really want to do. So we can get them to do what they need to do. So now we're going to create the process. So my entire business philosophy has evolved since I've trained you guys to something very simple, which is there's a clear customer, there's a clear result, and there's a clear mechanism. And that's it. And so the clear customer, seven-figure business, the clear result is um, profitable hires and profitable aligned hires. And then our mechanism over here, man, it could be 15 different ways that we do that. Like Elon Musk probably isn't totally sure how exactly he's going to get to Mars, but he's got clear customer humanity, clear result, get to Mars, hire scientists to create mechanism. We don't need to rack our brain about mechanism. We're just going to experiment our way into the result. Now we have a clear result. We're going to create experiments to get it. So, And you can pull those experiments from the people that you're talking with, right? You can talk to people who are very successful at hiring, get some ideas from them, or hear about specific pains. And you're getting the idea from the people that you're talking with. You're not necessarily creating it yourself. Usually I am. But since I'm doing it the new way this time, I'm coming up. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't know if it's going to work, though. So this is idea first, talk to second. But if I wanted to do it straight-laced way, I would just find out what's working and help people do that. The basic premise of this hiring with Harmony is that there are personality tests available that someone can take that will show you very quickly where they are identified to thrive. So first, we're going to teach an employer how to hire effectively for free by showing them the skill of copywriting as it comes to hiring. And it just so happens that for whatever reason, when many businesses go to hire, they turn into idiots with marketing. They don't think of marketing their business as a place to work. They're like, wanted, human resources must be good with people. It's like most companies are not very articulate with their marketing for hiring. So we're going to teach them a concept called Eugene Schwartz, five levels of market sophistication level one to level five, and show them where the industry sophistication level is from one to five. Let's say they're at three or four. Then we're going to position our marketing methodology, our marketing language based on the sophistication level. So you know, if it's sophistication level one and people aren't very intelligent at it, you can say, wanted human resource, very, very, very basic. As it gets up to like a level four sophistication level, 
it'd be like a this is a pretty rather crude example, but if I showed you guys what a condom is, you would know exactly what a condom is. You know why to use it so you don't kill yourself with an STD, potentially, so you don't get someone pregnant. You don't, like, you know, I don't have to educate you on that. But if your sophistication level was one, I showed you a condom like, guys, this will help prevent this and this. And I would have to educate you on that. So the sophistication level of a market determines how we speak to it. And if you address this first, so we teach it, we teach a business owner this about how to hire and they're going to be like, oh my God, this is brilliant. Oh, you're so smart. Oh, we trust you with our hiring, right? So we've got this free report that shows them how to hire by showing how to speak. Then we show them a process that they can use to hire with Harmony where, and we'll say, are you tired of getting 50 job resumes for a job? Would you rather just go through the three best resumes instead of having to go through 50 to find the top three? Would you rather just go through the three best resumes? And this could also be on the landing page. So now we show them what a marketing funnel is for buying a product or service. And we use that marketing funnel for hiring. So now we have a landing page promoting positions at our company with an email opt-in. And you could do things like, are you looking for a job? Here are the seven questions you should ask your employer before you ever work with them. Flip the script. You interview them instead of they interview you. They're like, whoa, amazing. And so like, and then like you're the CEO in the video and you're like, hey, you know, we just want to help people make really good decisions about where they place their time because 56% of their time is spent at work. So we want to help people pick the right job. So we let our future employees interview us as much as we interview them or whatever. To get the seven questions into your email, they enter their email, you give them the seven questions on the next page. Underneath those seven questions, you now have, here's the open positions we're hiring for. If any of these look good to you, consider applying. So then you consider applying. And then the part of the application process is like another four or five step funnel. The first step of the funnel is like, all right, so we only work with people who know what their Colby A profile is. And we only work with people who we know what their wealth dynamics profile is. Wealth dynamics shows you how you're best suited to make money. Colby A shows you how you're best suited to work. Um, Colby A is like four different things. Are you high on quick start? Do you start fast? Are you high on fact finder? Do you research? Are you high on implementation? Do you implement the quick starters work? Are you high on follow through? Which I'm not quite sure what that one is. Um, it's, it's quick start, fact finder, implementation, and follow through. Probably at, follow through comes in at, like if you had a quick start, I mean, if you had four of these, one quick start, one fact finder, one implementer, and one follow through to bring it through, you could probably put those four people on a project. You could be the entrepreneur, give them an idea, and they could just go and make it. Um, and that's the world that you can live in as an entrepreneur. You can own these companies that teams build for you because you make such an attractive environment for people to work in that they would never consider starting their own thing. And then you get to end up owning it. It's it's incredible. So first they take Colby A, and then they have, and that costs them money. That takes sixty dollars. And you say, but listen, if we hire you, we'll end up paying for it. But hey, at least you'll get to know more about yourself. If you're not serious enough about this position, it's not worth investing in doing this quiz. And maybe you're not a good fit for our company. Then the next one is wealth dynamics. Wealth dynamics is like a hundred bucks, and a hundred bucks, and th- that's one that would be refundable as well if they got to the interview process or um, one of these things. I figure out it seems like a little bit of a sticking point, but at the same time, I would want to run the funnel and work with the words in the funnel to see if someone would actually. Maybe you could find a way for them to express intent another way, and if they make it that far, then you as the employer are happy to pay for that. Can I interrupt you real quick? Yep. A couple of interesting things. First, just a call back to the Eugene Schwartz for the listener. 
that's breakthrough advertising is the book I think that you're uh, referring to. Oh, yes. And then just a lot of things that I'm seeing that are going on with employees and hiring as I talk to other businesses. What you're doing is getting the employee to make an investment in the business before they apply. And that aligns very well with some, I've been uh, coaching some people in career transitions. And first of all, referrals are a much better source of new employees than finding a job on a job board. That's another side of the kind of treating it as marketing, right? So that's another way to market. Take your existing customers, get them to refer you the new customers and you'll get the right customers. You can flip the script on that one. The other thing is that I've been coaching people to, instead of going out and applying for jobs, just look for the company that you want to work for. It doesn't even matter if they post a job, but the fact that you're passionate about that company means that when you show up and you say, I I want a job with you, I don't even care what it is, people don't realize how valuable that is to an employer. And so it's very counterintuitive. It really echoes what you're talking about of giving an investment, like having the employee actually make an investment and almost prove that they really care about doing this job and working with this business. And a third thing to mention is there's a website called Key Values that a woman started. And it's all about this. It's all about aligning the values of the employees with the businesses. To add to that, as you were speaking there, Dan, I was thinking, it's incredible that there's so many companies out there. I mean, most people are employed in some fashion. And the hiring process is just the same for the most part for all these people, right? There's very little innovation, very little differences in the way that people approach finding good employees. So bringing an experimental mindset to a space like this has a potential to completely disrupt it, upend it, (laughs) innovate upon it with a very large upside. Yes. Eugene Schwartz, Breakthrough Advertising. That guy is the one that teaches the five levels of market sophistication. And as I'm thinking about this, I mean, we've got click funnels and they're huge and they do funnels for businesses, but this would be funnels for hiring. And so there'd be probably a few different funnels you could use to hire. There's little things you can do in the hiring process that can save you enormous time and money. One, for example, that's very common that we've taught a bunch is you do a video like a screen share showing your idea and asking them, how would you go about creating this? Right. So then they show and you're like, oh, wow. Okay. Like, okay. I don't like how that guy thinks at all. I'm not going to hire him. So now you're not looking at a resume. You're not looking at past experience. You're looking at their current thought process with your idea. And you're just asking them, how would you go about making this happen? The other thing is you could say, and put orange or apple or apple pie as the first word in your job application. Make sure I know you pay attention. In my mind, the first version, which is usually not how it ever ends up being, is looking for a job. Here are the five questions. Make sure you ask every employer, right? And those would be pretty important questions like, is your 401k match? If they debate, like you could say, depending on how they answer this, you could either be a millionaire or two hundred fifty have 250,000. You might want to ask this question, these questions, and then then they they opt in for that. And now you're educating an employee how to find a good job. You have the job wanted thing. So they come in, they click on the thing, and then there's a task related to that position. So if it's HR, it'd be a difficult interview. What would you do with this person? If it's a software project, it'd be like, how would you um, solve this code thing? If it's uh, customer support, it's how would you reply? this pissed off customer who wants a refund. And that's like the first, like that could be even the very first step. My preference would make be like, it's like the first step. So you opt in, you get the five questions. If they click on the thing, all right, before you, let's see you're a good fit for this. Here's your first challenge. 
before you ask name, I mean, you already got the email from the opt-in, but before you ask resume or anything, it's how do they solve this problem? If that process goes well, then a reviewer can come in and check the answers and push them through to the next phase. So they click yes, then they're prompted, hey, you made it through the phase, come to the next phase, and the next one comes in. And it's like, all right, so now let's have you take Colby and Wealth Dynamics, and we'll have you just take Colby, and we'll see if you're a really good fit for this role if they do this. And then, but basically, it's a systematized funnel that is instead of a selling a, an ebook, a product, or a software, you're using a funnel to hire. For example, though, with Wealth Dynamics, I'm a creator and a star, so and a mechanic. So I like to create, I like to be center stage and communicate it. And then I also like to put rudimentary mechanical systems in place. The guy that I've hired to run my businesses is what's called a Lord. And he looks over the state. So we're like harmony and it feels so good. And my other CEO for paperless pipeline business, he's likely a Lord as well. He doesn't really like, if I ask him to create a business, We'll be like, yeah, yeah, I'll think about it. But he never really gets back to me with anything because it's not in his makeup to do. But like if I gave him an idea with five paying customers and da-da-da-da, Wealth Dynamics is incredible. Colby A is pretty incredible. And there's probably other personality assessments. Like as an employer, you'd be able to log in. You'd see there were 120 people who applied. You'd see how they completed the first challenge. And you could just look through how they completed the challenge and quickly dismiss, accept, dismiss, accept. Then you can accept them to the next phase. And that's kind of how it would work. So now, before I ever build any software, I would find a company, I would go out and prospect. And this would be technically the easiest part. Because like my brain's been ranking to try to figure this out as on the show. I'm like, oh, my brain's going to be tired. It's got to like make so many calculations. This part would be the easy part. I would go out monster.com or job boards, or I'd go to, there's one really cool job board that 37 signals started. Let me see if I can remember it. 37 signals job board. And then a company came and bought it. We work remotely.com. And then I would look at all these companies that look like they're hiring and I would contact them and I would pitch them my idea and say, Hey, I've got an idea that could change the way that you hire. Would you like to hear it? Send. That's it. So now I'm even updating my other email. Maybe we don't even need to ask him any questions about what are your frustrations, but that could be good too. So now I got a new 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 email idea, which is, um, hey, I've got an idea that could change the way you hire. Would you like to hear it? Send. That's it. You're going to get a reply. They reply. Now I'm going to fire up Loom.com. Loom.com is a video service. I'm going to reply back with a video. And I'm going to have a flow chart of everything I just talked about. So basically, we do we think of hiring as we use marketing funnels. The same process to use marketing funnels to sell products. We're going to use marketing funnels for hiring. So you don't have to go through a thousand job applications. You can go through the 25 best ones. The funnels could be three options. One, you give them a challenge right away. One, you do this right away. One, you do this right away. You do personality profiling assessments so you can see if they're good fits based on what you've decided. Da, 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 da. Does this sound interesting to you? And they might reply back and be like, yeah, I've seen that before. I don't like it. And you're like, oh shit. Okay, great. I'm glad I didn't build me software. One of those people is probably going to be interested. Of that person that's interested, you say, great. Why don't I work for you for free? or very minimum, or depending on how confident I am, some fee, and we'll set this up and we'll hack it together and we'll put it together and just try it on your next few hiring jobs and see if it improves anything. So now I've got my first customer for free. And now I'm going to probably use either Google Forms or Google Surveys or WooFoo Forms or an online forms, or I might even try and actually just use ClickFunnels 
for the process. And then I'd create the funnel. I test it with it. We'd find so many holes, so many flaws, so many breaking points. And we'd keep fixing those until we've got it right. Okay, now I'm going to get my next customers like, hey, we did this, this. They saved X amount of time. We can set up the same thing for you. We're not sure on the price because we're just getting started, but maybe you could tell us what you would pay. And they're like, oh man, I'd pay for that. I'll give you this. And you're like, great. Now you got your second customer. Now you set it up, you've got paid. And now you manually set up the funnel. Now you get another result. Now you go to the third person. You're like, hey, we've done this with two other people. We're looking for our third customer. This person paid us this. We think it's worth a little more, but we'll let you decide what to pay. Holy shit. People are like, what is this? This is incredible. Like, I, like I'll get, and then they pay. Now you got your third customer. By the time you get to your fifth customer, and you've implemented it manually, now you've seen all these use cases, you know it works in the real world, now you bring in your software team to build the SaaS, and you've got one badass business. I love it. <laughs> thanks, thanks, yeah. You can see which area I've naturally had more practice in, because we took like literally like 30 minutes in the first phases, and then like the last half was like, okay, here's what you do in a minute. There's a lot of decisions that need to go on in that first minute, but at the same time, like, if you invest all your energy in relationship with customer and testing and experimenting with results with them, all these other details. But at the same time, like I, I tested out an idea. I ended up getting anywhere from like a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars in a single twenty-four hour period of potential sales from selling an idea. I, it was so fun. I just did an experiment. I spent 10 minutes. I created a little two-page PowerPoint and I made an ad for a massage therapist. And I said, the number one way for a massage therapist to grow their business is to stay in touch with their past clients. Do you have an automated follow-up campaign? And massage therapists do not. And I was like, send me a message and we can talk about it. And I got like 21, 22 leads in a 24-hour period of people interested in getting follow-up for massage because they wanted recurring consistent basis patients. So I sold a few and I only ended up working one or two to save my time, but I wanted to go through the process. Customer massage, result more patients without advertising. So they need follow-up customer result. Mechanism could be Facebook messenger sequence. It could be a text message broadcast sequence. It could be an email marketing sequence. Crap, it could be a potential postcard sequence. So, and it proved to be a profitable ROI. I got the customer in the sale. When it came to fulfilling the mechanism, it was much more difficult than I thought it would be because there are things that come up. In a perfect world, SaaS, software as a service, would be the easiest business to start. But realistically, the number of calculations that you need to make to get a successful SaaS off the ground are quite a few. And I could probably take time to articulate all of them. But for example, fulfilling the mechanism I said for like one or two minutes with this hiring idea. But to give you some context of what could come up with the massage, how do you decide between Facebook Messenger, text, or email? Well, which one's going to work the best? So ah, Facebook Messenger is probably going to be amazing. So I created literally two messages, the first and 15th of every month for an entire year, a full-on follow-up campaign for this massage therapist. And I interviewed her. I said, okay, it's February. It's going to be cold here in Iowa. What would you like to tell people? She's like, well, here's a yoga posture you can use to build internal heat in February. Something like this. And it took a long time. It took two hours to create the mechanism. I interviewed her and asked her questions and wrote the messages. And she even sent me little 60-second videos she can add inside a messenger for people to do. And then after we did all that work, I was like, I don't think we should even use it. If you think about it, you already have everyone's phone number. So you could add them to a text broadcast that they could then opt out of. But if you ask all of your customers to opt in, so let's say you have 300 massage patients in a year, 300 in a year, one a day. So 
all 300 of them, you ask them, hey, would you like to stay healthy off the massage table? Of course. Well, I've got a Facebook messenger sequence that gives you healthy tips to stay feeling good if you'd like it. Maybe you get 50 to 75 that say yes and end up doing it and getting on your messenger list. There's 220 that never opt in. So if you do a text broadcast, you could just say, hey, would you mind if I stayed in touch with you via text? And they're like, sure, that's it. Now you've got 300 people you can text. And your messages as a massage therapist, like if you had a massage therapist, imagine the first of every month, it's like, hey, Ethan, happy March. How you been? Would you like a massage this month? That's it. And you've got a massage therapist that sends out to 300 people at the first of every month. Well, bam, it's going to book. And it doesn't have to be clever with tips and a video of yoga poses. But to get to that space, and it's just one text of the be, hey, happy, happy April, Ethan. Do you want a massage this month? They say yes. Do you send them back a scheduling link and you're off to the races? So in order to get to that mechanism, we're aligned to what brings the most efficient result. But like navigating a mechanism can be really traumatic for people because like, I don't know if a lot of people would be comfortable spending two hours putting this whole thing together, then looking at it and being like, this isn't going to produce the result. God. Yeah, that's a good tip just to be aware that as you're developing something, there is time that you have to put in that may not go anywhere. And you'll probably learn something from it no matter what, but you have to be willing to let things go along the way. I was going to add to some perspective on the entire thought process that you shared here, Dane. It was it was uh, really interesting to watch you think. I know our listeners can't see that, but you're thinking through this in real time. And I think part of the... I wasn't even aware of my face is probably doing all this weird stuff. Oh, yeah, I mean, it is, but you're, it's, uh, I think... So we, we kind of half-jokingly talked about at the beginning about how you failed a lot. And, and that's why you're worth listening to almost. Yes. And... Uh, 100%. And part of, yeah, part of the value of that is already the value of that is you can in your mind play through what will happen if you take some actions whereas some other new entrepreneurs may have to a listener would have to do a lot of these steps and get that feedback in the real world you have this repository of experiences that you can pull through so as a listener dean walked through what this process would be like for someone with a lot of experience and he could kind of play off in his own mind what someone would say and do real-time edits. You may not be able to, to do that, or you may not have that same judgment that Dane has. Don't let that be discouraging. And consider that you don't have the courage to take a risk. Yeah. And I do. And I did. Courage is not comfortable. But if you ask yourself, do I have the courage to do this? If you actually ask directly, you might find a yes. But if you have the courage to risk, and then you fail a bunch, that's exactly right. I've got all, all I got hit in the head there. That didn't feel good, but now I know. So please, please continue. It's, it's about courage. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you've had that courage to bounce back from those failures, to put yourself out there in the first place. And I really love that you outlined these steps so clearly for our listeners, because when you have those clear action steps, you have to face that courage head on, right? Or maybe a lack of courage. And there's almost no excuse because it's just very clear what you need to do. and you know, jump off the high board. I think I'm imagining the listener that has got a day job and they're working nine to five and they're wondering they've got, they're getting paid a good amount of money. They can buy the clothes that they want. You know, they, everything seems like it's exactly what they need. And yet they're just not quite fulfilled. And I think that that's probably gets to the root 
of why that person wants to start a business is because in life, we're not fulfilled unless we're challenged. And when you have a job, a lot of that is laid out for you. And if that's your type, then that's your type. And you, you, can, you can have things laid out for you and maybe have your challenges outside your job. But I think that, that you're getting right to the heart of why our listener listening right now needs to take action. It's extremely difficult. And that's why you should do it. You're not looking for easy. The reason we do it is because it's extremely difficult. So like my yoga teacher is like, all right, it's time to do a handstand. And my brain's like, what did he say? I can't, 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 can't. All right, put your hands down. Pillars of strength. Jump up and do a cannonball. Oh, God. Oh, catches me, holds me. I can't do a handstand. I can do a handstand while you watch me fall. But I'll keep telling myself I can. And inside my brain is literally like, me, 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 Like, that's why I do it. Because it's difficult. That is what you want to do with this business stuff. I think that's a great place to wrap up here. So. Listener, if you liked what Dane has shared here, which I can't imagine how you wouldn't, but (laughs) if you're on board with this, follow through with the action steps that he's outlined and email us back. Tell us what you did. Update at runwithit.fm. Yes, update at runwithit.fm. Thank you, Ethan. Yeah, let us know what you did. Dane, thank you so much for this conversation. If we can kind of encapsulate it, what's one thing you want our listeners to take away? Yeah, I mean, if you're just getting started at this, like, best place is to just actually talk to people about hiring. So it's like, Hey, I want to talk to people about hiring. How do you go about it? Do you like it? Do you not? That's all you need to do. If you're just getting started, like I'm just talking to people about hiring. I'm so curious about that world. That's all you need to do. You don't need to come up with ideas. You don't need to come up with new innovative processes. You don't need to map out funnels for this or that. You don't need to know five levels of marketing. I was just bringing everything I had from 15 years of experience to the table. So if you're like, I could never do what Dane did. I did it for 15 years. Don't sweat it. It's 15 years of experience given in 45 minutes of execution. But that should be enough of an explanation for why I was able to do what I did there. That being said, if you just do anything at all, just go out and talk to people about hiring. How are you hiring? What do you like about it? What don't you like about it? Ask those three questions. Just get acclimated to the world. You can do that with anything. That's where, how I would start. Awesome. And if our listeners want to find out more about you, what you're up to right now, where, where can they go? Well, everything that I just talked about and walked through this process is stuff I've laid out in a very comprehensive, very complete manner in a book. And it's been my life's work up to this point, all down into one 300-page compendium of how to start from zero. And the book's called Start From Zero. No ideas, no money, no experience, no confidence. Start from zero. Build your own business, something that's your own dream and experience that kind of freedom that only successful entrepreneurs get the taste. And it's a very unique and pleasurable feeling. The success that comes from the financial freedom of a business that you have been responsible for creating is one of the most pleasurable feelings I've ever experienced in my life. And I want other people to experience what it's like to have that. And the way that you get there is by downloading a brain that can navigate this world out getting defeated without actually giving up. So if you read every page of this book and you lived every page of this book, it would be very certain that you could successfully build something. It's not, there are very few, if any, wasted words in that book. And it's not a book that will leave you wanting more. It's also not a book that 
that like you're like, oh, I need to pay for a course now that's thousands of dollars. No, you you can literally get everything from one book. There's 15 different examples of employees who went from employee to entrepreneur. 15. You will not be able to believe in scarcity after you read the book. You've been warned. And also, each of the 15 entrepreneurs now, employees now entrepreneurs, they have a 26-factor analysis of their personality right next to them in the book. So you can see what's underneath the hood of someone that's actually successful at this. And you can actually take your own and then like compare it to all these different 15 entrepreneurs. This will help stop stop you from being like, what's different about you and a successful person? The book's unlike anything I've ever seen. It's a tremendous gift to humanity. Um, you can pick up the book, but it, what I'd recommend is actually don't buy the book unless you know you're going to read it. So to, to decide if you want to read it, I've got an excerpt that they can skim. And if you like the excerpt, then pick the book up. And that's a special URL for your special podcast, guys. Startfromzero.com forward slash run with it. And you get a book excerpt there. There's no email capture. I mean, you think about like, look at the numbers of a business. If you get email capture on that page, maybe I'll get 30%, 50% of people give me their email address for the book excerpt. But you don't really want to give me the email. You just want the book excerpt. So then I've only got 10% open rates on my email. So a thousand people visit, 300 maybe give me an email, then only 30 end up opening my emails. What am I trying to do? It's crap. It's garbage. So the excerpt's yours with no email capture. And if you do like it, please pick up the book. It's it's close to my heart. It's one of the most beautiful business books that I've ever been able to put together. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to pick it up myself and uh, and read through it. Dane, we are up on time. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you and getting to download your brain here, sharing that with our listeners. Yeah, thank you. And, and looking forward to continuing the conversation later on. Thank you, Chris. Now it's time for you to run with it. Follow through on the action steps discussed and email a summary of what you did to update at runwithit.fm. Every listener who emails us will gain exclusive access to a private Facebook group of action takers. And one listener will earn a free mentoring session with today's guest and potentially a business partnership. Help us build the Run With It community of generous entrepreneurs. Please like, subscribe, and review us online. And remember, the secret of getting ahead is getting started. podcast hosting for the Run With It podcast is provided by Transistor.fm. They host our MP3 files, generate our RSS feed, provide us with analytics, and help us distribute the show to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. If you want to start your own podcast or you want to switch to Transistor, go to Transistor.fm slash run, that's R-U-N, and get 15% off your first year.